0: Hi everyone, my name is Fran
1: My name is Kelsey, but you call me Kelsey. And welcome to our podcast, Burbles Burbles, where we pick a topic every week and talk about it and don't make much sense So, in today's DMC episode, we are going
0: to speak all about sexuality mm-hmm. This is also the last episode before we're going to take a little hiatus, a little breaky break to prepare for more episodes that we want to record. We've been so like busy. We, it was quiet for so long and then suddenly we were like, oh my god, shit, like yeah. project, project, project. So we were a bit like, oof, a bit overwhelmed. So we're going to have a little break. A little bit of stress. (laughs) Reevaluate, recap, rewind, relax, Mm -hmm. um, prepare, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. And then we will be back. If you think Kels and I are kind of okay to listen to and you kind of like the topics we discuss, we would love if you could share. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, you can drop us a little review. Mm -hmm. We'll wait for you to do it. Just go do it right now. thank you thanks (laughs) Um, as for that we hope you enjoyed this episode as we mentioned it's all about sexuality so what is sexuality how to deal with your sexuality um questioning your sexuality all that jazz also we're going to be investigating sexuality in the media Mm -hmm. as well like representations which is always a juicy juicy topic
1: We love a little chat about media representations, don't we? We, we do. We're such little media
0: sluts. Like, <laughs> give, us,
1: give us that
0: media representation. What is sexuality? So according to Better Health, sexuality is diverse and there are many different types it can take time to figure out the sexuality that fits you best and your sexuality can change over time on the website it also says coming to terms with your sexuality can be a very liberating exciting and positive experience sexuality is an important part of who you are there is no right or wrong it's about what is right for you hell yeah some people have a harder time accepting their um themselves and their sexuality mm. and if someone gives you a hard time about your sexuality it's good to talk to someone about it Fuck and, em. you know
1: but not literally no we don't want that <laughs> don't we don't want that negativity that. in our lives bye <laughs> like me um
0: you don't need to deal with it by yourself so you no. definitely surround yourself with people that are positive and happy that you can talk to and you trust and love and cuddles man love mm-hmm. and cuddles. people who love you for you There are many labels when it comes to sexuality, so if you are wondering which one fits you best, you have a very big list To help you so decide if you to choose from If you feel like That's like Something you need to do If you want to have a Think about what fits you best You have so many resources Online to help you mm-hmm. However It is also important To understand That you don't need To have a label mm. You don't need to label Yourself as anything Who gives a fuck Like be you You don't need to have a label Yeah You can simply Be a human Who likes humans Or doesn't like humans
1: Like it Just you know what I mean I like personally hum- am a human Who doesn't like humans
0: Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Or you can like No humans Or every human Or some humans <laughs> Like who you know, sexuality doesn't define you. Yeah. Um and I believe I read on this website there are about forty six recorded LGBTQIA plus terms. Mm. And if you did want to read them, learn a little bit more, we're gonna pop all our resources in the link tree. I feel like there's gonna be a lot for this one. We're mm. gonna have so
1: many resources. There is the LGBTQA plus community, um, which is basically uh, anyone who's not heterosexual cisgender basically. It's the- basically it's the acronym for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, asexual and allies. The acronym is often expanded to variations of LGBTQIA to inclusively represent identities which include intersex and questioning people, which we would love to see. Yeah, amongst that, so the Q is something that I'm quite fond of. The Q, a little queer, little queer, queer term. Um, basically, um, it's kind of an umbrella term used to refer to anyone who sits within the LGBTQA plus little group. I'm used to describe a person whose sexual orientation or gender identity is not confined by heterosexual norms or binary gender. Queer. Was historically a derogatory term. I remember having a conversation with my mum about this a while ago, actually, um, because she, being the queen that she is, was is so accepting and liberal and forward-thinking, and so we've had a lot of chats over the years about sexuality and gender, etc. And um, the term queer came up, and she was like, "I heard someone refer to themselves as queer recently, and it kind of took her back a little bit because she was like, when I was young, that term was used." Derog- like as a derogatory term, and it was used against people who identified as not heterosexual or cisgender or whatever. Um, so yeah. I really like that it's been reclaimed. I also Absolutely. think it's just a really cute little term, like, I'm queer, queer, queer little oh, girl, yeah. queer li- or queer little person. Yeah, labels are helpful in some respects. Um, I find labels helpful when I'm explaining to someone else how I identify or how I live my life, but I generally, mm, Do I label myself? I don't know, because this is a thing. So going on to, I guess, the topic of discovering your sexuality. So I identify as bisexual, maybe pansexual, maybe just queer. I'm not entirely sure. When explaining it to everyone else, I just say I'm bisexual because it's the most straightforward one that people kind of know about. I, yeah, I don't mind not really putting a label on it um, myself yeah and so and it's interesting because i think it would be nice if there comes a day when like for instance you don't have to come out my ideal vision for my little children when i'm when i'm when i'm when i am a mother is that they can just bring someone home and whatever the gender sexuality yeah it's just it's a person and they don't have to actually make a thing out of it
0: yeah Um,
1: absolutely that would be really cool but in the meantime i think labels are incredibly handy and also people embracing labels and and things like that is is really cool because it is it has been such a revolution over the last kind of like 20 years or so i would say even in the last like maybe 10 years it's even escalated mm. further would you agree
0: mm. funny that you mentioned that though because although like um I have a
1: boyfriend,
0: but I don't actually know. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like, it's just one of those things where it's like, I never thought of it like I'm straight in my yeah. head. I'm just like, I just have a boyfriend. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So it is one of those things, but it also it doesn't it doesn't bother me to, to, like you said, to put a label on anything. I'm just a bit like, I'm like, you know, I've got a boyfriend. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's really cool. I, yeah,
1: so I'm just like, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it was one of those classic things where growing up like i remember a, a number of times when i was like around the ages of like 8 9 or 10 i had like a couple of moments where i would see like a woman or something and be like wow <laughs> and like wow i love you yeah. and then i just i was like mm, i'll think about that another day and then i just kind of forgot about it um yeah. and then weirdly enough so i was a little tumblr girl um throwback oh, to we tumblr love i know so i was on tumblr when i was like 14 15 and Tumblr actually made it really a lot more accessible for me to even, I found that I didn't even have to come out to myself because a lot of people you hear of have to like you say they have to come out to themselves first It's it's an issue that they're dealing with that they're in denial of because they're scared of addressing it because they don't know How it'll be received or they've been brought up with certain views or whatever And so it's like before you even come out to anyone else There's this process of coming out to yourself and accepting yourself within your own sexuality and gender and whatnot um, <laughs> Because of tumblr <laughs> I genuinely didn't even have to come out to myself. It was really kind of great. I It was so normal on Tumblr that like, there were women who had crushes on women and there were men who had crushes on men and there was everyone in between, um, that I just found myself like being fucking in love with Donna from Doctor Who and like Lala Perea and like all of these women.
0: and <laughs> am yeah. finding them really
1: hot and be like, oh my God, yeah, I guess I'm into women. But then I'm also, I have a huge crush on Johnny Depp and all the boys from McFly. So I guess I'm into both men and ladies. Oh, McFly. Oh wait, oh, then yeah. there's, I discovered that there's people who exist who don't identify with male or female. Wow, they're beautiful too. Oh my God, I guess I'm just attracted to everyone. And it was yeah. kind of like that process, which I have to, um, you know, Tumblr is a funny place and there's a lot of, <laughs> it's a funny place. There's a lot of things that, that could be, um, could be criticized about Tumblr, but one of the good things was that I, it's, it was very accepting off the bat and it's, I think it's a wonderful place. It was a wonderful place anyway for little baby yeah, queers. Yeah, Tumblr. Like me, RIP Tumblr. Uh, but yeah, it was a great place for little baby queers to discover, um, discover who they were. Personally, I ended up settling on bisexual because I didn't know that pansexual was a thing. I also didn't know about the term queer at that point. So bi just kind of stuck, but I guess technically I'm pansexual because literally anyone could walk in and i would be like, I'm in love with you. <laughs> I personally am a human who doesn't like humans. Doesn't like humans. Anyone could walk in and i would be like, I'm in love with you. <laughs> so- <laughs> anyone (laughs) anyone anyone. and i'm like i love you i love you
0: (laughs) (laughs) almost linking them onto what i was saying Mm. as well and i'm sure many people feel like this but like who your um sexual or romantic partner is at that given moment in time it doesn't necessarily define that part of who you are like sexuality can be fluid as well and i think it can change in different situations over time you know just it doesn't have to be set in stone exactly like, just vibe, just vibe with with it. it
1: that's something that really pisses me off actually about there is a whole discussion about like biphobia and things like that and like being bisexual is really annoying sometimes because there's so many kind of misconceptions about it I, I feel like There's this idea that if a bisexual woman is with a man, then she was never bisexual, she was just heterosexual, and she was just experimenting, or if she... The whole point of being bi is you like men and women. Exactly, or if a bi woman is with a woman, then it's like, oh, so you were just a lesbian, and bi was just, you, confusion, confusion, it was a stepping stone. I'm like, no, bisexual and pansexuality is a whole thing in itself, just because you're dating... You know, a man or a woman doesn't mean that your attraction to the other gender or, or non-gender or whatever, whoever, has disappeared. Like, it's yeah. such bullshit. <laughs> Moment of silence for the rain outside win- uh, Fran's window. <laughs> yeah, I'm not vibing with this rain. But you know what? We have to keep going, guys. We have to keep yeah, going, to going, you know. Whew. Ooh, this pissed me off. Oh, she's um, ready. <laughs> oh, she's ready. I genuinely had to explain to a guy one time that because I was bi, I wasn't more likely to cheat in a relationship i was like that's the biggest pile of bullshit i've ever heard in my life like shut the fuck he thought, up he thought that. you
0: were gonna cheat because you were bi because it's like
1: bi's have this so there's like statistically bisexuals are more like you have more to choose from so you're more likely to cheat it's like no whether you're gonna cheat or not it's completely dependent on who you are as a person and also the circumstances you're in because cheating is not black and white. There are people who cheat when they're in abusive relationships or shitty marriages or things like that. Like, let's just take that whole discussion away from sexuality and gender identity and just put a lid on it, shall we? It, woo, 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 mm. Anger. Yeah, no, that is so stupid, honestly. I was like, you know? I, I was like, I can't believe I'm sat here explaining to you, like, um, and you not... just killed a relationship by yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and now I and now I want to cheat on yeah, you. Yeah, You're so <laughs> fucking stupid. <laughs>
1: Literally. Oh my god. You know, we talked a lot in a, in other episodes about um, school teaching us about the pill or or like safe sex and things like that. That school doesn't teach you anything about gender and sexuality. Absolutely Which, not. considering how much of a huge part of someone's identity it is, like, you'd think that they would want to cu- clue you in on your your options there and kind of normalise things a little bit, but... Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Nothing, there was none of that. I went to... I mean, granted, it was a Catholic school, so that might have had something to do with it. But I went to yeah. I, I went to a small all-girls school. So we're talking like 700 girls in the whole senior school. Uh, That's quite small. It is quite school. It's small. Uh, but <laughs> It is quite school. Uh, it is quite small. But an all-girls school... There will have been so many fucking baby queer girls in there. I was one of them. The girls I was running around making out in the bathrooms. <laughs>
0: I'm a little baby queer. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, there's no way that we were the only ones. Like, and yet, yeah. sexuality and gender identity was never a part of our education in mm. sexual education. Or like, did you ever do those things where what was it called? Sometimes, if you didn't have assembly one morning, you would have like little lessons, like like for the first twenty minutes of the day. Or P-S-E yeah, or that's it. P-H-E yeah. or P-S-H-E, or P S E whatever P H E or P S H E or whatever yeah. yeah like that would have been the perfect opportunity to talk to young people about that nothing not a bop I have a question for you actually yes so like you have a boyfriend and like what mm-hmm. you were saying like you just have a boyfriend you never really like questioned your I get yeah I guess that's my question did anything ever occur to you at all like oh maybe like is there a possibility of me being into girls at all or like was it always just like you didn't even question it absolutely i think more for me like recently like in the past Mm.
0: 4 years maybe. Mm. I I fucking like we all the time we go on about how much we love women. Like I fucking love women. <laughs> I love girls. Like I love them. I love women. That was kind of for me where I was like I don't actually know. Like I think women are so fucking hot. Mm. And like more more times if I'm walking out in the street and I see someone cute, it's likely a woman, woman. <laughs> and I'll be yeah, you look so sexy like in my head, yeah. not like out loud. I mean sometimes that so. <laughs> sometimes I <I'm> like <laughs> but like it doesn't it, it doesn't it doesn't happen yeah. to me with like men I'm not really like yeah. but then maybe it's because I have a boyfriend I obviously love him so it's like but I don't know Yeah like, so you, maybe with, it's a sub, hot. maybe it's a subconscious just,
1: thing where you allow yourself to admire women because you maybe. don't want to like emotionally or inwardly like cheat on your boyfriend Yeah, even though like that's I, not a thing like, but
0: like Yeah like I find men attractive as well yeah. obviously like I find men attractive I find women attractive but like I'm like don't know if it's, like, a romantic thing or if it's just, like, a, oh, you're really hot, like, I love yeah. you. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you just don't know. But I also, yeah. I don't... It doesn't bother me that I don't know. No, it's fair enough. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm just kind of, like, I'm vying with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, happy, I'm happy to just think women are hot and be done with yeah. it. At the very beginning of, like, my timeline of finding people attractive, it was mainly men and men. <laughs> like, when I was younger, yeah. it was obviously boys, not men. <laughs> like, it was just boys in school and, like, the the, the whole school culture of, like you need to go like go out with this boy, you date them for like two days mm. and then they dump you because you stole their rubber or some shit. Like <laughs> and that kind of relationship in school where you, like, you're too scared to so hold hands and shit. That was always with boys. There was no, from what I know, there was no gay, lesbian, by mm. any of those relationships when I was
1: in school. Mm. Again,
0: like you, it was a Catholic school. Mm. I'm sure there
1: was maybe under wraps. They were just doing what I did, which was run around and make out in the toilets. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, I don't
1: even know, <laughs> it was all in the DL. I know quite a lot actually. My school produced really? a lot of lesbians and queers and bi's, which I love. Pump out those gays. Just pumping them out. Pump them out. Them out. <laughs> <laughs> just
0: like, Keep just like up Just the gays. projecting
1: them into the world, just like slingshotting <laughs> them into the world. <laughs> here's a lesbian, here's a queer, here's a <laughs> bi, <laughs> off you go. Oh, <laughs> oh that was good, yeah. I enjoyed that. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Because like from my perspective, that love of women was always there, but it was something that I didn't actually address until later, but it was always there. So I was never surprised or confused about it. I was never like, oh, am I into ladies, question mark? I was like, no, I'm definitely into ladies. I definitely like women. definitely like women. But it's like, it's
0: one of those things where it's like, as well,
1: I think with girls, I think it can be hard
0: to figure it out because of the way like society is structured around yeah. women tearing each other down or being envious of each other, jealous of each other. How do you know whether you're looking at someone thinking, Oh, you're so fucking hot, I wish I was you or Oh you're fucking hot, I wish I was with you Like how do you know? Like you just I wish I was in a relationship <laughs> with you. Kissing your face off. I like, wish I was, was with... in a
1: long term stable steady <laughs> I wish I was married to you. With
0: with you. <laughs> four dogs, yes. Four Jack Russell. I don't know why Jack Russell but uh, four Jack Russell yeah. Yeah, like who knows? Yeah. Like, you just, it's really, I feel like it can be so hard to discover. And I think it is something that, like, if you're young, I mean, Ashley, whatever age you are, yeah, like, experiment. Like, you, do you know what I mean? Nothing is stopping you from just experimenting with yourself and, yeah, and seeing what you like and seeing what you don't like. And it's, it's absolutely fine to question your sexuality if, yeah. if that's like. If you want a label and you want to decide, you can, you know, dabble, dabble, dabble in the water, dip, dabble, your in. dip your toes have in, have a little dabble, dip your toes in the water, We're have a little all, thinky and yeah. you'll be absolutely fine. Yeah. And if you find out that, you know, if you kiss a, if you're a girl and you kiss a girl and you figure out that you don't like
1: girls, okay, fair enough. Go kiss a boy. Yeah. Go <laughs> kiss fine. a boy. Yeah. Go kiss someone else. Yeah. Whoever you are, or kiss, a human. asexual representation. If you feel, if you start kissing people in your life, this is not doing anything for me at Absolutely. all. Absolutely. That's fine too. Don't kiss anyone. You just live your life. Yeah. Just live your life. Be vibing with it sexuality is also more about
0: more than just being attracted to a particular gender, it's also about sexual attraction, mm. the sex we enjoy the types of people we find attractive the roles we like to take sexually if active or passive, submissive or dominant this is from a website which will be linked in the link mm, tree mm-hmm. um, and many others, the people you may look at and think they have it all figured out, they also might be unsure as well okay. So,
1: and it's something that I think grows with you and, and like you said, like it's fluid, it's something that changes as you change as a person person and just like do what you you know do what you're vibing with at that moment if you're having fun if your partner's having fun if everyone wants to do it and it's all consensual and you're doing it safely just fucking don't overthink it just enjoy Have at it yeah have at it
0: you <laughs> so just just li- just like do you know what i mean like for me it's like surrounding yourself with people that make you happy yeah like even if it's multiple people and it's not like in a relationship capacity yeah. like
1: just re- being around people that happy and positive and make you feel happy yeah it's amazing just do what just do whatever makes you feel happy and confident and alive and excited so i've just made a few notes um this all of this information actually i got off the planned parenthood website we'd love to see it so definition of a virgin first of all is someone who's never had sex but people define sex and losing virginity in many different ways so it's not actually as black and white as it may seem and as it's often portrayed To be, a lot of people think that having PP in VV sex, (laughs) (laughs) PP in PP VV sex, uh, penis and vagina sex. um, A lot of people think that having penis and vagina sex is for the first time is how you lose your virginity, but this leaves a lot of people and a lot of other types of sex out of the picture. So some people haven't had penis and vagina sex, but they've had other kinds of sex, like oral or anal or making out, whatever. Like, you, Any yeah. of the be in-between. Any yeah. of the be in-between, anything you wanna do. And yeah, they may not see themselves as virgins, which is totally fair. There are also, you know, again, in the LGBTQA plus community, obviously penis and vagina sex is completely heteronormative and it completely discounts many members of the LGBTQA plus community. Um, yeah. Who never have and never will have a penis inside their vagina? Um, mm-hmm. Don't even have a vagina to have a penis inside. Sometimes um, mm-hmm. don't even have a penis to put inside a vagina. Sometimes, <laughs> the, the list goes on. List goes on. It's
0: not always. It's yeah. not always like that. It's not so always so like that. That's a silly um,
1: definition, really. Also. Brief trigger warning, skip ahead 30 seconds. But many people also believe that rape and sexual assault are not sex um, because it's, and it's not, it's only sex if both partners have given and continue to give consent Um, so if someone was forced or pressured into their first time that they had vaginal sex oral sex or anal sex or anything like that that's not losing your virginity that's still yours Um, no one no one took that from you bottom line basically uh, the definition of virginity is complicated and it's really up to you to decide what you believe it's yours you decide what constitutes um, you having lost your virginity Some people also don't even care what virginity means or even think it matters. Stressing about whether you're a virgin is way less important than how you feel and your sexual experiences. I think there's too much weight put on the first time, personally. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal and i think it can make the first time really tricky or hard or scary and it's like it's not supposed to be that it's supposed to be a special thing between you and someone mm-hmm. that you love. Like. It, it makes it not
0: fun if there's so much pressure on it yeah you know I mean? exactly like, so
1: many people and hymen stuff is bullshit as well yeah <laughs> women women have different hymens hymens are different There, some are bigger than others some break because of a tampon going in some never break it, your hymen does not define your virginity that is not a thing that's just like get rid of that one straight up
0: it is what it is that doesn't mean that you're not a virgin anymore either yeah yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. like whatever you want to do it's like,
1: like your virginity like my hymen
0: your hymen's broken oh my god you're not a virgin oh my anymore oh like because you rode a horse yes. <laughs> like, Literally. it's fine you're,
1: it's you're all, fine hun you're, fine. <laughs> you're it's good. fine you're all good don't panic virginity is a social construct let's move on <laughs> moving on for a little chat
0: about media representations i love a cheeky media analysis
1: we like love we a say, research paper about the media we are sluts for that shit
0: <laughs> we are sluts for research paper about yes, the media like give are. me that research <laughs> there is so so much to unpack oh here. my god um, yeah. so i'm gonna kind of try and keep it short and sweet mm. as possible because woof, it's gonna <laughs> be a, a juicy <laughs> one it's gonna be a juicy caboose if we don't yeah yeah most of this information will be taken from online articles scholarly sources books all of which will be linked so (laughs) we all know that sexuality um in the media is often portrayed mostly by straight characters or heterosexual characters in heterosexual relationships so 80 percent of all movies shown on tv have sexual content and i couldn't find a statistic with how many of these sexual encounters that were portrayed on tv were actually by straight characters but mm. i think we we know by now it's tailors as, as time we know that the majority of uh sexual relationships on tv are heterosexual yeah bachelor et al found that even though gay representations did appear in mainstream media they weren't generally integrated into plot lines mm. but rather gayness was a part of the plot seen as a source of anxiety targets for teasing or bullying. Yeah. You know, I can, I've can. i got a list here in a minute. We can list off our hand already the, the amount of uh, storylines from TV shows that we can think of that yeah. have this narrative. Yeah. Dyer, 2002, observed that the media have constructed stereotypical signs of gayness, which include certain facial expressions, vocal tones, stances, and clothing. Mm-hmm. Craig, 1992, identified that three media signifiers of gayness. So here they are. The first one is Camp, Mm. the flamboyant figure of fun, a non-threatening representation of gayness lying somewhere between male and female and one of the most widely found representations. Mm. So I'm sure we can all think of characters that fit into this stereotypical mold, Mm -hmm. um, the kind of gay best friend mold. Mm -hmm. For example, there's a whole film called GBF. (laughs) Oh, that film. Jesus Christ. And it's fucking trash. Film club. <laughs> film club. <laughs> film club. Oh, Next we'll See You After Our Hiatus for the GBA. This film features fashion magazines declaring gay best friends as this season's hardest accessory. Oh my
1: God. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> we also see this stereotype in some of the films that we adore, such as Clueless, Mean Girls, yeah. Too Gay to Function. Damien's is almost um, too gay to function. Glee, you got Kurt, yeah. and oh, the list goes on and on and on. So we could keep going there. The second stereotype is macho, an openly sexual look which exaggerates aspects of traditional masculinity, as exemplified by the village people. <laughs>
1: the
0: third one, <laughs> the third one is deviant. Where gay people are portrayed as evil or devious, possibly as sexual predators or who feel guilty about their sexuality, such representations seem to construct homosexuality as morally wrong. Yeah, thanks for that narrative, as if there
1: wasn't, like, enough shame targeted towards, yeah, anything other than heterosexuality already.
0: Yeah, this is also a trait that's still very much around today, like... The first thing that popped into my head though it's not it's not necessarily on the extreme side of kind of um the gay serial killer vibe mm. it's more like the gay bully um in the yeah. closet which is sex education you know um Adam who bullies Eric That was
1: also in glee as well. Yes. Yeah, the same thing the the bully that bullies
0: the um, the openly flamboyant gay character yeah. um because they're secretly gay yeah. and it's just so like Oh, I mean, Sex Aid is amazing. Like, that show, yeah. for so many reasons, it's amazing. But that's one trait that, that is very um, it's very overused, that kind yeah. of like, evil gay villain bully yeah. character.
1: And I can't remember where it was or what I read, so I'm going to butcher it now. But it was, <laughs> <laughs> it was something about how it's actually really harmful when you have characters that are the bully and then it comes out that they're actually in the closet and they're gay themselves because... I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was something about how that literally just furthers... The narrative of like shame and being gay and that it's something to hide yeah. and that it's a f- it's a flaw that then leads people to do horrible things and it's like no <laughs> stop it stop that right there yeah. have Absolutely. a moment have a cup of tea and just Rewind. let's just think about that for a second like no mm. back to my byran, rant but like there's I've I, there's never any bisexuals um, in TV shows the only one that I've ever seen and I literally like almost screamed about it with my parents because we were watching um, this is us I don't know if you've seen it but there's a character in there who it's not even like a big deal he just like was with a woman had a kid with a woman um, and then later on it's like he introduces this family to um, an old fling of him, his who was a man and I was like, Oh my god, look at that bisexual representation. We fucking love Sicily. Yeah. yeah. And it's like that's you don't another see thing as, as well.
0: That. No, and especially with men, you've yeah very, like as rare as female bisexuals are like in T V and film. It's even more rare for men because, obviously, as we know, the male gaze exists. Men love women that love women that make out with women. Yeah. They fetishize the fuck out of that oh, shit. That is so true. of course, it's all over the TV. But men possibly loving men and women, uh, and that is also going to link into oh, we're getting ahead here. But um, the porn industry. Which yeah, I heard later about the porn
1: industry. I know. As
0: well. Hold the reins on that one, guys. We're
1: coming in. Yeah. Don't worry, we're we coming got you. In it's so true though about it in the media, um, like as in like TV and film and stuff, especially the gay best friend thing or the butch lesbian trope. Absolutely. And it's like these people, and these are these are these are, I guess, versions of sexual and gender identity that are completely valid and exist. However, it's so often used in these TV shows and films as that's their entire character, and they're often also al- also always the butt of a joke, or like you said, they're entire identity is the joke or their entire identity is the villain and the sexual sexuality is wrapped up in that
0: that actually reminds me as well i watched a um, video essay i watched one the other day oh and it was about it was about queer representation in tv and film and something that really i was like oh my god like it's so true is often what they'll do is the villains will often have mm. if they're a f- if they're a female villain they'll have very masculine tropes or if they're a, a male villain they'll often have like feminine mm. tropes as in like for example um you know Matilda yeah. Miss,
1: Miss Trunchbull and that being a negative thing it's like why yeah and the yeah. and the same goes for for making yeah.
0: serial killers that like to dress like women
1: and like that's just that's so harmful as well to the entire community of tran- trans transgender uh, people and and yeah that's still a discourse i remember seeing something on twitter a while ago and I, oh my god it was so frustrating to see but it was like the argument that bathrooms um shouldn't be accepting of transgender people because that way oh my god i think it was fucking jk rowling <laughs> Course it was <laughs> she who must not be named uh, who was saying about like women fearing of, of like transgender women being allowed in, in female bathrooms because that way men could put on a wig and come in the bathroom and assault us and it's like shut the fuck up instead of fuck down woman like that's no. not what's happening here oh go yeah bleh.
0: just go go, bleh. Bleh. <laughs> like, yeah. go away okay. go away a u.s survey was completed by glad g-l-a-a-d Of content analysis of 111 primetime shows with 857 series regular characters Mm -hmm. broadcast on the main US Mm -hmm. networks, which is ABC, CBS, The CW, Fox, and NBC. Lovely. NBC. The results showed that 8.8% of series regular characters were LGBT. Of the 8.8% of LGBT characters, 42% 42% were gay men, a total of 47 characters. 25 were lesbian, mm. 29%, sorry, 25% were lesbian, 29% were bi,
1: 4% were transgender characters. And I bet we can count on one hand how many of those characters were not white. There's yeah. no further investigation on those statistics, <laughs> so we can only imagine. Mm. I'd be willing to bet money that they were all white absolutely as well. probably of course they were.
0: yeah, there's so much more representation of of different sexualities in current film and TV, but there's always more to be hmm. done. There's so much more that TV. can be done. It's nowhere near enough as it should be. and I know a huge part of why it's so important to represent different sexualities in the media is so people grow up seeing themselves being represented. In an article on Backstage, which we love Backstage, Mm -hmm. Holly Mallet said, the problem with being part of an unrepresented group is twofold. Firstly, you feel ashamed to even exist. Imagine a young trans child in America right now. If the only thing you hear about transgender people is the discussion about whether or not they should get to use a public bathroom or a particular bathroom, if the only trans characters you see on TV are the victims on true crime shows, if your school refuses to teach you about gender identity, how could you possibly have the tools to come to terms with your own sexuality? (laughs) On prides.com, there's a list of reasons why it's important to have LGBT characters on children's TV shows. So, Mm, we love that shit. So number one, seeing these characters live out their lives, if even just on screen, can build a sense of relatability that some don't have the opportunity to establish in their day-to-day lives. Mm. Seeing these characters live and not be defined by their sexual or gender identity but instead face whatever problems a 30 to 60 minute episode can handle can potentially dismantle stereotypes and give viewers a different perspective on the lives of others.
1: Yeah, and just fucking normalise that shit. Yeah. Because it's normal. It's fucking
0: normal. Number two, the more LGBT characters there are in children's TV shows, the more opportunities there will be to teach tolerance and acceptance. These shows have the golden opportunity to create realistic interpretations of LGBT people and create a more complete picture of them, opposed to a superficial stereotype. I'm looking at
1: you, Disney and Pixar. Yeah, we're looking at you, When are you going to bring us a fucking... Uh, uh, gay or queer or lesbian or whatever princess or prince so when
0: so when children and young adults do encounter someone who is um unlike them they aren't immediately closed off to the opportunity to get to know them and they won't have the knee-jerk reaction of writing them off simply because their favorite show has someone who resembles them
1: yeah, and children don't discriminate. They don't. It is not. It is not natural. It is not a natural reaction for children to discriminate. Discriminate <laughs> to to discriminate. These are lessons that are being taught to our children. Like kids do not naturally discriminate between uh, gender, sexuality, race, whatever. It's not a thing. Number three, these characters can act as a lifeline.
0: Being a child can be tough, especially when one can't identify with anyone around them. These are children and young adults alike who identify as LGBT or have parents who do so. Having content Mm. that mirrors their lives can, in fact, save their own. It isn't always easy for children to articulate what's wrong if they need to. Um, or what they need, so it can be a tremendous help to see their favourite characters in their same predicament live out their life and truth on the telly.
1: Yeah, (laughs) on the telly. On telly. It's so true. It's so true. Like, it it has so much more of an impact, I think, than than we even realise. And it's so simple and it would be so easy to do. Just fucking write characters that aren't cisgender and heterosexual and just make them part of the story. Because mm-hmm. they're human beings. Yeah. It's not hard to do. No four conversations
0: will start sometimes having necessary talks with children about gender and sexual identity can be hard these shows can be a jumping off point for these conversations it can be much easier to have these talks when children and young adults have a frame for reference which is such a good point like adults you know if a young child is watching something they might see something and be like oh like mom dad like what what's this like what i want to learn more about it perfect exactly. if you don't know where to start start with a Disney show, hopefully, if they ever do that
1: shit. Yeah, and also, at High School Musical, yes, I'm calling you out directly, adding you on Twitter, High School Musical. Um, Ryan, excuse me. Yeah. You missed a golden opportunity there. Like, yeah. what? Why? I ju- what?
0: Yeah, I just... I'm sorry. Wait, did, so they, did they make him date a girl at the end, or have I just made
1: that up? Yeah. Also, I'm pretty sure Kelsey was like in love with Gabriella, not me. I mean, yes, me, but not. Oh, no, I was more in love with <laughs> uh, But like,
0: yeah, we <laughs> love that
1: sassy bit. We love Chape. But Kelsey, the little p- the little pianist, mm-hmm. she's a baby queer. Yeah. I I feel it in my bones. Yeah. I feel it in my bones, and they missed such a. Oh, yeah, and it was her and Ryan that got together, wasn't oh, it? Oh, what a pile of bullshit. <laughs> there it is. That's my conspiracy. <laughs> they were each other's beards. Come on. Oh, my God. Like, that's
0: such a good point. Yeah, absolutely. <sighs> who is it? Kenny Kenny Ortega? Is that the guy who did it?
1: Kenny Ortega, role? yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm sorry, but everything about the way that that little Kelsey character dressed, I'm like, Bisexual the yeah. vibes were there yeah. the way she looked at gabriella the oh, way she feared sharpay was, was i've never real. seen by panic as true as that <laughs> As
0: true as that. Oh, number five i've honestly forgot we were having a list here um <laughs> yeah. number five television should mirror real life ultimately what viewers like most about their favorite television shows is that they can identify with storylines characters and circumstances viewers should be able to look at the screen and see reflections of people they know or even themselves LGBT people make up a large portion of the US (laughs) population. Obviously, this is about the US. Get that verb out, girly. Sorry, there it it was. She
1: came up and she was ready. (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) And should not be excluded. And exclusion doesn't threaten just one race or group of people. It is a threat to all races and all people.
1: And that is that on that. hmm Also, my counterpoint to all those parents who are like, oh, but if there's gay or queer or transgender characters on TV, it's gonna turn my child queer or whatever. It's like, A, get out of here with that homophobia and, and, and prejudice, but B, um, if that was true, if the theory that what was on TV dictated young people's gender and sexual identity, Everyone would be fucking homosexual. Uh, homosexual. <laughs> everyone, yeah, everyone would be heterosexual. Get the fuck out of here, Karen. Sit back down. I was going to say, like, like, why
0: do you think so many people struggle with their self-acceptance? It's yeah. because all
1: they see is heterosexual couples and heterosexual yeah. relationships. Your theory that seeing a gay couple on TV or seeing a transgender person on TV is going to turn your child into a transgender person or into a gay, gay person... They were already there. If that's your theory, then by that same theory, everyone in the world should be heterosexual because that's all that's on TV. And yeah. that's not the case, is it? So fuck off, Susan. If your daughter is
0: watching TV and is watching a lesbian couple on TV or whatever and, and she realises that she's a lesbian, she's that's it, she's a lesbian. She was like, always lesbian. No, no amount of straight representation would have changed that.
1: It wasn't that single episode of Friends that turned you. <laughs> Where gay. that girl like, was, uh, kissed a girl on the cheek and she's like, I am gay. Fucking <laughs> gay. Like, like I'm gay now. Yeah. Oh my god. Let's talk about porn. Cause this goes into, I guess, the conversation surrounding how sexuality is portrayed, how female sexuality is portrayed, and the consumerism and consumerism and consumption of sexual displays, whatever. Okay, um, so I <laughs> did some research, found several articles, read one, decided I probably shouldn't look at the other articles because I found so much information that I was like, if I even dare- <laughs> I'm gonna I, keep going deeper. If I even dare to look at these other articles, I'm gonna have an entire like PhD on my hands here of research and Fran will not thank me, so. <laughs> I, in my media degree I did my uh, one of my modules
0: was um uh, oh what was it but um my um one of my teachers he he was basically a, a philosopher of pornography and I was like that's we love so that fucking
1: cool man I was
0: yeah he literally yeah. studied like pornography and art
1: pornography and feminism he was a badass I love him speaking of um philosophy of porn and stuff like that my friend Danny Wiser has a podcast called World to the Wise and I think it was actually his first episode that he published, but it was actually where he spoke to a woman who makes feminist porn, which is very interesting. So shout out to Danny Wiser and his podcast. Go listen to Danny World Wiser's podcast. to the Wise, go listen to that. Um so the one article that I decided to limit myself to because otherwise we would be here for like days. <sighs> we would be here for days. So this article that I found was written by Anastasia Daskalapalou and also Maria Carolina Zanet. It is called um, Women's Consumption of Pornography, Pleasure, Contestation and Empowerment. It was fucking interesting, I'll tell you that. Yeah. So it talks all about basically, it talks about two things because it's kind of a twofold discussion about the portrayal of women in porn and then also how that affects women's consumption of it and also male's consumption of it. it's, it's very interesting. So mm-hmm. they write... Right, sociological literature focusing on women presents strikingly different perspectives on their perceptions and usage of the genre of porn. Um, On the one hand, prior studies report that women experience feelings of shame and guilt about consuming pornography. Additionally, it's argued that mainstream, i.e. mostly heterosexual, pornography does not provide pleasurable representations of sex for women. As such, women might find specific categories such as erotica or gay pornography much more enjoyable. On the other hand, many studies come along with the claim that actually consuming pornography is an important emerging practice for women's explorations of their sexual desire and overall understanding of their sexuality which I thought was really interesting. So the first half of that, definitely very, very true. Like all you have to do is look at the first fucking page of Pornhub and it demonstrates this point to a T. Absolutely, um, the, yeah. the performance of the women in these videos is as such to portray that they're so submissive to the male that it's not enjoyable mm-hmm. for her. The male's way of performing the sexual acts with her as well is so forceful that it's almost aggressive. Conversely, if you look at like women on women lesbian porn or even a stated like erotica or specific genres It's much more about actually the pleasure of both parties involved I was thinking about this and the thing is about looking at Pornhub specifically. I'm atting you Pornhub (laughs) Um, We're coming for you not literally you are on fire yeah i know you are on fire with these i know (laughs) oh she's breaking a sword (laughs) oh my god that was that was good that was (laughs) that was sharp okay yeah the thing is (laughs) the thing is about this specifically is that Pornhub is so easy to access. It's like the first thing that comes up when you put anything into Google, and it's free. So young girls and boys are consuming this, basically, as some of their first ever impressions of how sex should be.
0: From what I learned, there's no way to figure out how old someone is. You can literally just type something in, comes up straight away. There's no, like, barriers safeguarding.
1: It's just, you want to see titties? Here's some titties. Like, there's no... It literally says, it comes up with this thing and it's like, are you 18 plus? And you just click yes. Yes. <laughs> and then on top of that, speaking of age, age within the genre, as in actually performed within the genre, is so oh. problematic. Like there I are- know where this is going. Yeah, There are countless videos of grown ass men having sex with, in the title, a young school teen girl, girl or a school girl. Where the I female know. performer is legally, cause she fucking has to be, over 18. But it's made and she looks really young and it's made to look like she's young. She's wearing school uniforms sometimes and it looks like she's pubescent, like it going through I puberty see, completely underneath. Yeah,
0: like I, I basically had to write um, a 3,000 word essay on this and yeah. I was talking about how
1: I had to literally
0: like Source hub In my it, yeah. was, it was a great time My mum was like <laughs> What was are you watching research. And I was like I'm doing some research Mummy Leave me alone <laughs> um, I literally had to like Look at all these titles yeah. And it was like Um Young Japanese schoolgirl on bus, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, it yeah. was like basically like sexual harassment that turns into yeah. sex, and
1: it was really fucked up. Yeah, there's all of that. Yeah, there's there's countless ones of, of like young schoolgirl type, or like teen girl, or like young virgin, like tied ty- in the titles with these like grown ass men. It's, it's really Absolutely. disgusting. We don't even need to go into why that's problematic. Like, um, so what I found particularly interesting, um, while researching this, is actually the discourse surrounding the discourse. It's kind of a bit meta, so let me explain for a second. the argument against porn is really clear like it condones and actively enables a message that women are simply objects to satisfy a male during sex they can be treated as aggressively and as roughly as if they were literally like a breathing dildo and nothing more and then also there's these messages about age and consent and all of that which is very very problematic
0: however
1: and as was previously mentioned there is also a counter argument to this that states that basically tainting all porn with this brush undermines the fact that some porn is actually a very beneficial way for both men and women to explore their own sexuality and um, by tainting it with this brush it limits the ability for women to have open conversations about the porn that they actually do enjoy and their own sexuality Because there's Mm -hmm. a fear that if you enjoy porn as a woman you're carrying some sort of internalized misogyny when that's simply actually not the case to explain the point better they actually talk about it in the article um because they're fucking like professors professors of this shit unlike me just a small panicking ginger they say not all pornography depicts violent acts and seeing all non-normative sexual acts as sexist and violent delegitimizes them as valid and pleasurable sexual preferences for women so yeah basically the highly emotional and politically charged terrain of pornography and a certain reluctance to adopt purely anti-porn stances render it actually difficult to produce any substantial critique of materials Mm. that feature excessive violence towards women because the whole discourse comes back round in itself. Um, So it's like a really super tricky playing field and even just reading back my notes then, my brain is a bit mushed up and I'm like, that's so confusing.
0: And I think there's, there is such a debate with, you know, is porn, um, is, is it like a problem with ethics regarding porn? Like, is it good? Is it bad? Is it more really questionable? I think there are so many different kind of perspectives on porn. I think it does kind of just depend what porn yeah people are consuming. But unfortunately, like you said, on Pornhub, there's such a problematic...
1: Pornhub is this really range dodgy. Of, of yeah. porn. And the problem is, is the fact that Pornhub is like literally the number one porn site, I think, isn't yeah. it? And it's, and it's easy so and accessible, it's free. it's free, and like there's so much material on there that that delivers the violent message and the and the not healthy message. However, this is where our queen, our bad bitch feminist for porn makes an entrance so as a result of all of this and this entire discourse basically um some women turn to purely feminist pornography to satisfy their needs Uh, so according to lieberman uh, in 2015 feminist beliefs play a central role in women's taste uh, in women's taste development for feminist pornography duh You like what you see, it's good, basically. If it makes you feel good, then it feels good. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. if it makes you feel good, then it feels good. Yeah, um, so following a third wave sex-positive feminist ideology, feminist pornography has emerged as an antithesis to the mainstream porn industry. Um, So it's argued that feminist porn is ethical, as it creates its own iconography and is committed to depicting diversity in gender, race, ethnicity, nationality, sexuality, class, body size, ability and age. And on top of that, the performers are looked after and it's ethically like stable and safe on set. As and well. they're probably just having a good time. Yes, <laughs> and that is what we like to see. Yes, um, if people are having a good time, then you're going
0: to have a good time. Exactly, you know I mean?
1: and the messages they're putting out there... They're they're safe messages, they're good, they're, they're making sexuality a fun and available thing for people to explore safely and learn about Without feeding these dangerous
0: messages. I did a little bit of researching on that as well, mm-hmm. and I think something that I found was academic writer Cherry Smith. Mm-hmm. Cherry looked into this and says that specifically lesbian sexuality, which has been repressed, mm. um, rendered invisible, and impotent by society, is now represented in pornography for the pleasure of the male gaze. Yes, which stuck is off. obviously a huge issue in the media in general, but especially when it comes to pornography yeah. because. Why is it that female um, and lesbian porn has to be tailored for men? You know, yeah. there's it's no men involved. It's not about men. It's about it's... two women enjoying themselves. Do you know what I mean? Like, bring us the male gaze, but fuck off with the male gaze. You yeah. know what I mean? Like... <laughs> <laughs>
1: Bring us the male gays, but not the male We want the male gays up in
0: here, (laughs) not the gays. It is portrayed as the only way women can enjoy having sex together is if it has been imagined by men. And gay sexuality is a slightly less problematic area of pornography than lesbian sexuality due to the lack of gender power differentials. In other words, it's created by men for men. Yeah. There's obviously still issues with it, but in terms of male gaze, not male gaze, but male gaze, it's, um, <laughs> this is very com- very confusing terminology confusing. up in here <laughs> for this topic. Um, you get what I'm saying, yeah. but it's,
1: it's, it's slightly less problematic. Yeah, <laughs> not the male gaze, but the male gaze. But the male gaze. <laughs> yeah, we love gays. We love the male homosexuals. We hate the male gaze with G-A-Z-E. <laughs> You got it! You got it! Oh my god. (laughs) Oh my god. This whole idea of, like, lesbian porn being, again, made to be consumed by males. It's so fucking annoying because it's like, women can't just exist and enjoy themselves and enjoy their own sexuality without some arsehole coming along and being like, yeah, this is for me. I'm like, fuck off. It's like, are you going to, um, what's
0: it called? Are you going
1: to, like, kiss in front of me? Yeah. Or it's like, shut "Or you can, up. like, kiss another girl if you want. Like, yeah. like, shut up. Or have you ever had a threesome? Shut the fuck up, man. And it, it's this message that women would only do that in order to satisfy a male rather than just enjoy themselves and their no. own sexuality. They are having. They don't need you, they're having the time of their lives Trust like, me, they don't need they, you They do
0: not need you <laughs> They need you to they get out doing, of the way They're doing just fine They're, just <laughs> they're fine. having the time of their they lives without you honey They don't
1: need you <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're just getting in the way honey yeah. Move over You're, you're slowing things down charge.
1: You're making things difficult You're creating <laughs> obstacles <laughs> 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 Obstacles Good stuff man. Good my stuff. God. Anyway.
0: We fucking love everyone. Be who you wanna be. Fuck who you wanna
1: fucking <laughs> <laughs> like just, just live your life, man. Just go out there and fucking enjoy, man. <laughs> just like just do whatever the fuck you want. Just like <laughs> if they're enjoying it too, if they say yes, then just fucking do whatever the fuck you want. If it's consensual, have at it. Get messy, geez. like just fucking
0: go. <laughs> get, <laughs> get messy, get wild. <laughs> <laughs> if you're both just <laughs> pop the just champagne. champagne. <laughs> like, just
1: Fuck the assholes, and fuck some assholes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this lovely chat about sexuality. We hope that we ended the season one off with a bang. Mm-hmm. Um, literally. <laughs> 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 with a big bang. <laughs> with a big bang. <laughs> On that note. No, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, we okay. ended, ended it off with a bang. We hope you are enjoying the podcast so far like we said um if you are enjoying our little pod that we've got going on here if you're enjoying burbles let us know we'd
1: love to hear from you drop us a review on apple pods share with your friends if you have any if you have any suggestions of topics that you'd like us to cover in season two let us know drop us a line on instagram at burbles podcast hopefully at some point soon if the pandemic and restrictions allow us we will finally be able to have so fran and i have been planning a little a little sleepover girls night where we'll also basically just get drunk and do an episode um yeah so maybe even film it
0: question mark question mark question mark Anyway, thank you guys so
1: much for listening. We'll
0: see you over on our Instagram. But as for now, we will see you when we start season two. Bye. Bye.